those goals become things that, that include somebody more than just, um, you know, a, a household. Um, and as the household changes and evolves and grows, then how do those goals, you know, also change and evolve? Hey, welcome back to the Community Conversation presented by Community America Credit Union. I'm your host today, Justin Rickliff's friend and partner of Community America. We have a couple veterans of the podcast back with us again um, to continue our finances through the Life Stages series. Today, we're going to talk about growing your family. Um, before we do that, let's uh, let's hear Taylor and Ryan. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Remind us all who you are and what you do at Community America. My name is Taylor Ahern. I'm a wealth advisor with Wealth Management by Community America. I work with individuals, families, couples, pretty much every combination you can imagine. And we talk about what their long-term goals are, what they want out of life and their money. And then we put a plan together to get them to those goals. I love it. Welcome back. We're glad to have you on this episode talking about growing your family. Ryan. I'm Ryan Stites. I'm a financial well-being manager. Um, I do a lot of coaching, one-on-one coaching, financial education and literacy with any of our members and community alike. Um, most of the one-on-one coaching involves um, things like working on a, improving a credit score, figuring out how to manage and deal with debt, and of course, always the, the real basics of making sure that you have a, a budget and a plan for your money and you're, you're accounting for those things and saving at the same time. In your coaching scenarios, have you ever encountered a member who is in need of having a conversation about kids and money? Oh, of course. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, So good segue. We're going to talk today about how to help individuals who are seeking practical and and comprehensive, really, advice while managing finances as their family is growing, how they are nurturing families in, in various forms. And we'll talk about lots of those different um, contexts, people who are eager to, to learn strategies, tips, and insights to secure their family's financial well-being amidst life changes and new responsibilities, which, um, as any parent of any form knows, is is a, a ever-evolving list of responsibilities. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> um, tell us first, like, personally, do you have you guys, do you guys have kids? What's been your journey with um, children and navigating finances through your own life stages? Yeah. I have I have two children. Uh, my my uh, oldest is in his second year at Mizzou. Um, he's about to turn twenty, and then I have a daughter um, that just turned seventeen. Um, and I'm learning just how expensive they get. <laughs> it doesn't get cheaper, does it? It does not get any cheaper. <laughs> I'm terrified by that comment. I I have a baby, um, and then I have a four year old, and you know preparing. Um, you don't realize how much a birth cost was surprising to me. And so, um, but we did talk about strategy. Are we going to max out our HSA, FSA, um, try to get into that? And then we're already planning for next steps, you know, college, wedding down the road, we're having two girls, knowing that's um, going to be a big cost. So, yeah, for sure. We just, we, our oldest is a sophomore also in college. And the, uh, we, we were joking over, the Thanksgiving holiday when we're about to send her back to college. And it's like, man, when you bring them home in a little car seat, 
they don't tell you about this part. <laughs> Maybe understandably so. Um, oh, I bawled like a baby when we dropped him off his freshman year. Oh, Dang, man, there same, was, yeah. yeah, that's a tough moment for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's set the stage. This conversation, we're going to cover a lot of ground, and, and it's all centered around what we what we chatted through about when when families grow, and, and that takes lots of forms, but and it's a dynamic process. But how, I guess, how would you all walk into – setting the stage for the conversation around um, just generally this topic of thinking about a family growing um, through having children, through adopting children, through fostering children, through blending families, lots of different forms. How, how do you begin to set the stage for the conversation? Well, where I would start is thinking about how do you expect your family to grow? Um, there's no right answer there. Is it, do you, do you have a heart to adopt kids, foster, have kids of your own, surrogacy? And then are you dealing with anything like infertility or mm. anything else there? Um, and where I like to start is looking at, if you are a working individual, what does your employer offer? And if you are job shopping, it was funny, I was talking to um, a young individual the other day, and I was telling her, hey, when you are looking at jobs, don't forget to look at the benefits. Look at the mm. maternity leave. Look at um, do they help you if you want to adopt? Do they help with those costs? Do they give you some sort of leave? There's so many options out there. I would evaluate all of them because I just read a really cool article about a gal who got a part-time job because she wanted kids, but she was having trouble. Mm. She got a part-time job at a company that paid 100% for her infertility treatment. Dang. And it was really cool wow. to look back. She had two kids now, and she was showing, you know, we couldn't afford it. But all of a sudden, our dreams are come true because I went out and got a part-time job. And I'm not telling anybody to go get a second job, but it's an opportunity if you happen to be job shopping or you're a young individual getting your first job out of school. You know, pay is one thing to consider, but benefits are extremely important as well. So I would just start by figuring out what's next. And even if you don't plan to have a, a kid for five, ten plus years, like I, like I said, I think about the bill I got from just having a baby. I'm fresh out of it. You need to save a lot beforehand. Mm -hmm. So is it maxing out your HSA, you know, five years mm -hmm. before to be ready? And then not, not even once they're born, all those appointments and, you know, everybody's going to get sick a million times, things like that. <laughs> so being prepared for those costs. Um, you know, and, you know, preparation isn't always a possibility, but certainly if, if it is, then, you know, the more you can be prepared – um, the, the better off you're going to be. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's a, always a situation for, for a lot of the folks that I'm working with where it comes back to the basics of budgeting. Um, you know, it, it, as we've already established, kids are expensive. And if you're, if you're not prepared for any and all of those expenses, including the healthcare pieces that, that Taylor's talking about, but even the, 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 you know, especially if it's an infant, the cost of diapers and, and formula, if you're not able to breastfeed and um, the list goes on and on. And then it just continues to, to change and evolve over time about, you know, then all of a sudden the next thing you know, you're paying for dance or you're paying mm -hmm. for, for athletics or extracurricular activities mm -hmm. and art lessons and whatever it is that, to keep your kids, you know, engaged and, and growing. Um, it's just making sure that you, you see the, the picture um, as clear as possible about what, what you need to do and be prepared for. The, the last couple of conversations we've chatted about marriage and divorce, and, and if I'm remembering, you guys both had these really helpful tips and practical conversations about um, each individual's bringing different mindset, experience, childhood of their own, 
understanding of how they think it should be or shouldn't be. And we talked a lot about compromise. Yeah. Uh, I, um, parent, the parenting journey of all forms um, takes that to a degree. You're, 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 I'd imagine you guys would advise folks around um, having conversations about these proactively, having the understanding of, hey, I thought maybe we're going to have four kids or I only wanted one or I didn't want any or hey you're, you're bringing a kid from a previous marriage like how, how does that conversation piece play into the financial realities yeah I was just sitting down with a couple and it's um, funny we are talking about what type of accounts we're going to use their their kids are younger and they hadn't started yet and so um, husband and wife were talking about the wife was like I, I don't necessarily think college is important to her you know if kids mm-hmm. go great um, I want it to be for them no matter what and you know, the spouse was like, no, college is important. That's the only way to go. And so kind of blending that and figuring out what type of account is best for them, what's really important, because one couple may say, I just worked with um, a couple who in their culture, large weddings are the only way Mm -hmm. to go. And we are significantly saving and budgeting and investing for that, you know, 18 plus years Mm -hmm. down the road. And that may be more important than college or vice versa. Or there may be some other aspect to the parents that they want to be able to fund. They want to share. They want a gift for a down payment on a house. So just getting together and figuring out long-term goals, let's prioritize. Um, again, not one size it's all no no and it's it is the goal setting and you know even if if you're if if you're if I'm working with a member who's in a lot of debt you know then that mm-hmm. could be the immediate goal but I'm always working on something past that immediate goal too to to figure out what is it that, that we're really working on and then we can focus mm-hmm. on strategies to get there um, and more of the short short term um, but that that still is is about kids that's about growing mm-hmm. that family again of those goals become things that that include somebody more than just um, you know, a, a household. Um, and as the household changes and evolves and grows, then how do those goals, you know, also change and evolve? Yeah, I love that. Um, drawing back to your budgeting comment, Ryan, walk us through, there's a couple, I just want to help members and listeners define some terms. We've talked about HSAs and FSAs and <laughs> all that maybe is second nature to us and, and to you too. Um, but but before we do that, that, help us walk through what you meant Taylor when you're thinking about paternal leave, maternity leave, paternity leave, um, and understanding that landscape. And I think even the evolution in the benefit landscape over the last decade has been really interesting and helpful to mom and dad or mom and mom or dad and dad. And I think that inclusivity. And I remember when we had our kids, it was like, Hey, baby's born on Tuesday. And like, I was back at work on Friday, right? Like it, it just, and that wasn't that long ago relatively. And so how has that evolution and progression been helpful to the whole of humanity and the whole of parenting? Yeah. Well, I would remind people that I think you can negotiate this business, um, these benefits. So don't think you can't talk about it if you're getting a job or even if you have your job, say, Hey, here's what's important to me and my family. Can we work out some sort of plan? Um, and then, Two, I know for my own leave, I was going to take, you know, the first bulk of it. And then my husband had a paternity leave, but they let him stretch it out. So we decided Hmm. instead of taking it together, can he take it after mine? And then we all of a sudden push daycare back. And then we had a family member that stepped in and was like, hey, I'd like to watch the baby for a couple weeks. And we're like, great. It just continues to save us money the later we go into daycare. Um, So that that was wonderful for us. But I would be... I would, that would be one of the first mm. things if I knew I wanted to have kids and I was looking at an employer. I, that's a huge benefit. 
depending on what's important to you, I would say. For me, it was really important to spend those first couple months with a baby, but... Well, and the science is pretty clear that the bonding is really important, and that's why more and more companies are offering those benefits. You know, at the same time, from a financial standpoint, and that's what we're really here to talk about, you know, infant care especially, is, as Taylor can attest to more than me, with mine being as old as they are, but it, it's always been expensive. Very expensive, yeah. It's very expensive. Yeah. And so the more you can cover that, you know, the more you are saving. If, if you're in a situation in which you can't, again, I'm going to come back to that as your budget, and the more you can mm-hmm. be prepared and the more you can be already in that practice mm-hmm. of, of categorizing and accounting for past expenses and then planning for, mm-hmm. for the next pay period or the next month, you know, those are all things that if you're in that habit already, then you have an idea of where the money is going. And you can do things like make sure that you're avoiding any, you know, temptation to use things like credit cards mm-hmm. that are going to wind up costing you in the long run a lot more than what you wanted them to. Well, and going back to the budgeting aspect, I think it's important to realize even if you want to take mm-hmm. time off and you're not getting paid, that's something I would be thinking about ahead of time saving up and saying, hey, it's important to me to stay home for a little bit longer. Mm. You know, my company has said my job is there. Maybe I'm not going to get full pay or any pay, but you can budget for that. And then thinking long term, obviously, depending on what you want, do you want to quit your job? Mm. Do you do you feel it's more beneficial to stay? You know, I'm always thinking about the five years down the road because money wise, when I was thinking about do I stay, do I stop working for a while? The contributions to my 401k, HSA, you know, you miss out on those. And that was something I was thinking about in five years. And even for the benefit of my kids, you know, I'm still contributing to their accounts. That is something Mm. I would give up if I stopped Mm. working. And so for me and my decision, you know, obviously I decided to stay working, but it's not the same for everybody. And, you know, do you have a job that you work in an industry that you can take five Mm. years off and just hop right back in? There's a lot of a lot of jobs you can do that. Well, my brother and his wife had twins. I mean, and at that point, like the lower wager <laughs> oh, was like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, so then you double those costs. I mean, uh, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, your job is, you know, we if you work full time, money. we would still yeah. be losing money. Yeah. yeah. So, OK, you know, somebody's going to take a hiatus and, and come back to this when they, they want to work again, but or need to work again in some cases. But, you know, that lower wage earner, that's a, a good hard look again at that budget and figuring out what, what what makes the most sense here for us. And I would look at money more as a tool to do what you want. So figure out what you want, and then we can structure the money around it. Absolutely. Try not to be mm. restricted by the money, because I would never want to see someone say, I can't stay home because mm. I have to work. Well, how can we how can we look at this differently? How can we prepare ahead of time? So try to use it as a tool and... I, I think it should be looked at as a tool because it can feel so restrictive. There's no right or wrong. We just need to. That's the whole point about financial planning is we are putting a plan together so you can do what you want. I love that. Um, Define quickly for us, Taylor, terms, HSA, FSA, 401k. Just give us some some definitions, please. Yeah. So after you talk um, with your, your family unit and you're figuring out what's important to you, you'll kind of prioritize. And it's not, a lot of times people will say, hey, which account do I do? Do I only do HSA, FSA, whatever the case may be? It's, you don't have to have all your assets going to one account. So it may be, hey, I do a percentage to this one, a percentage to this one. Um, you know, 401ks are a lot of times offered by your employers. 
and you can contribute to that. Um, FSAs, they've got a couple different types, but they can be for child care. And what's so, FSA mean? Sorry. Flexible spending account. Got it. Cool. Um, and then HSA is a health savings account. Perfect. And so depending on the type of insurance you have and the type of family you have, you'll evaluate those benefits to figure out what best fits you. Because um, they all do have restrictions on how much you can contribute, what you can spend it on. So I would really sit down with somebody to figure out what's best for you. Because we've changed over the years how we've used the the yeah. accounts. Yeah. Involve someone in your HR benefits department to, Correct. to walk you through and figure out what's best for you. Anytime you're, you, that open enrollment period comes around, it's a great time to to review and make sure you're you're maximizing those benefits. That's great. Um, so visually, if we're talking about budgeting kind of being this baseline or this foundation level, um, the next level up would be having financial preparedness for major expenses and family security. So as you begin to get this picture of where is our money going, where do we want our money to go, do we have a plan for our money, kind of budgeting basics, um, what are some next considerations around being prepared for you know, parenting's inter- or raising children is interesting. It's kind of like a, a kitchen remodel. Yes. <laughs> it's like you think it's going to be, it's going to cost X and it costs right. Y, <laughs> and yes. Y is typically more uh, a higher dollar amount than X. Um, so, how do you start to help and coach members through? I think you know, I'll, I'll get started, and and that just means you know, you've you've got to eat. It's even more important for you to establish uh, an emergency savings. Hmm. Um, you know, making sure that 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 is something that that those those money that money is is liquid. You can easily access it, and you know every situation is different, and that's where the coaching comes in sometimes to take a look and help people figure out just how much you really probably ought to have set aside, um, depending on lots of different circumstances. But the the goal would be to make sure that there is cash set aside, if at all possible, for for any of those emergencies that would come up, so that you're not again running to things that are going to cost you interest in the long run. But then, you know, Taylor's got other lots of great ideas for <laughs> the longer term plans. Yeah, longer term, like I said, we're going to evaluate what's important to them. And um, as the children get older, one of my favorite things to do is incorporate them. I think it's one of the best things you can do for a kid is say, hey, here's your college savings account. I want you to see I'm putting in 50 bucks a month. I want you to watch it grow and understand it. You know, it's not quite yours yet, but I want you to be involved in the process and, and getting those kids to have some skin in the game. And I've seen so many unique ways of you know, when the kid buys the first car, <laughs> I'm still trying to do what I want, decide what I want to do someday because I've seen so many unique scenarios mm. of how are we, one, we're going to save for it and invest for it, but two, how do we get the mm. kid involved? That's right. So they can understand of what yeah. are the consequences. Not only do I have to buy the car, I have to pay taxes and pay for insurance. I feel like most kids are shocked when they, they hear the, oh, that concept. Sure. Our 16-year-old the other night when it snowed, she's like, I'm going, I'm going to a friend's. I'm like, wait, are you? And <laughs> And um, we ended up talking her through the realities of what happens when you drive on snowy right. roads. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so as long as you're prepared, when the if and when you get in a wreck and the deductible comes, that's your responsibility. She was like, mm. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> so I'm it's not interesting. Going after all. Yeah. Well, I'll never forget. My parents would send me to the doctor, and they'd make me take the HSA card, and I'd you know pay for my doctor's appointment with obviously their money, um, but they'd say you have to use this specific card, mm-hmm. and kind of explain to me why and how they've put in it, and you know there's a certain you know here's how much is in the account, you just can't pay anything you want, and going through, and now that I look back, I, I felt like I had a fairly good understanding of how it worked. Mm-hmm. You know nothing was perfect, I didn't know everything, but I had a general idea of how that process works, and mm-hmm. you know they made me pay my own insurance bill for the car, even though their money, you know. 
I was the one kind of taking the steps towards yeah, there. So some skin in the game. Yep. I love it. Um, listeners right now are in all sorts of situations. There are um, dual income. There are single income two parents. There are single income uh, single dad, single mom. There are blended families. There are divorced families. There are um, grown children that are having kids that grandparents are raising. We can't, we can't name all of the right. all of the situations, of course. But what um, is important to members and listeners as they as they assess these realities in all of these different contexts? Yeah. So um, you know, establishing who you want to care for your children or in. Uh, be over your investments, your money, your you know house, whatever the case may be. Having that conversation, um, most likely with an attorney, and sitting down and figuring out what. Go tell them what you want. Here's who I want to take care of my money. Here's how I want my money to be used for my kids. When I want it to be used, and then they'll kind of guide you on. Hey, you need X, Y, Z to get there. And then not only having that conversation with the attorney, probably starting with your family. So if you're a single mother, do you need some sort of insurance to provide for your children? Do you need to establish who's going to care for them? If you're, you know, you've got two individuals, one works, one stays home. It's really important if something were to happen to that working individual. What are their costs needed for the stay-at-home spouse? But Vice versa, that stay-at-home spouse is, is what they're doing is worth a lot, too. So you're going to have to pay for childcare if something happened mm-hmm. for them. You're going to have to pay someone to make your meals or, you know, be your Uber for your children, totally. whatever the case may totally. be. So just sitting down and figuring out if something happened to me or my spouse or even, sadly, my children, what are the expenses that are going to arise that I need to cover? And so sitting down and talking to a financial planner, you know, how can we plan for these needs, whether it's insurance, savings, whatever the case may be. I love it. All right, let's shift lastly to investing for long-term goals. And 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 Taylor, we hinted at this a bit ago, but teaching financial financial literacy to the next wave of humans in whatever form they come uh, behind us. Um, how do you, as we kind of build upon budgeting and being prepared financially, how do we start to shift the conversation to investing for long-term goals? Yeah, so... Um like I said, we'll, we'll establish the goals and then we figure out there's so many di- different types of accounts out there. Let I would consult someone and have them help you figure out what's best for you. There's not one way fits all like we've talked about. Um, and then getting your kids involved because an example I've seen time and time again is grandparent will say for the child child turns age of majority and they come in and they realize, oh, I've got $30,000 or whatever the dollar amount is. And they want to take it depending on the type of account and run, buy a car, whatever the case may be. And the grandparents say, no, the child's not ready. Um, I want the I want the kid or the individual involved to be coming to the meetings. And maybe we set a 15-minute meeting aside and we're only going to talk about this account and try to inform, inform the, I hate to say kid, over yeah. and over again, yeah. but we're going to inform yeah. them of what it's for, how hard your your grandparent or your parent has been working for this and say, hey, this is what the funds are for. Let's help you because the last thing we want them to do is take the money and run. The goal Mm. is to better their future with this money. So getting them involved, um, there's so many different ways, but Mm. that's where I would start. You know, it's not a story about a a member, but 
Growing up, I can remember being a teenager and my granddad sitting me down whenever we would visit him in the summer, and he would pull out his tax returns mm-hmm. from that year, and he wanted he wanted all of his grandkids to know just how much money granddad and grandma, you know, had invested and where it was invested and how much income they had taken the year before and what retirement looked like and all about their investments and in, in fixed income mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, at least for him, I think it was a way of in, inviting that conversation about money. Um, My grandpa did a very similar thing. He yeah. would never tell me how much he had, though. That's mm. that's the oh, difference. Really? Okay. <laughs> um, but he would tell me about all their stocks, and um, mm. he'd call the call the line and see um, how much they were up that day, down yeah. that day. But I think it's important to be transparent to a certain extent because I think I mentioned this on another podcast. I had a, a friend mm. come to me recently and her brother was like, hey, I don't even know what I need to earn to provide a similar lifestyle for my family like I grew up. I have no idea what my parents yeah. made. And so I think transparency growing up is and, really and important. I think the more you're willing to risk, the the more there's opportunity for yeah. learning. Yeah. So like for, for my wife and I, our, our kids totally know our salary. Like mm-hmm. this is our take home. This is where mm-hmm. the money's going. I don't get out my tax returns because mm-hmm. I don't want them to totally glaze over and run away crying. Um, <laughs> Dad, but, make it stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a. I mean, it was a little painful sometimes, but you know, the the goal is still the same to be really is. And and again, for everybody, there's everyone has their own tolerance that way, and 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 it's okay for for there to be differences. Um, but but I think the more you're willing to risk, the the greater there can be opportunity for for reward, um, and those conversations to be open about money. Well, I'll never forget, my parents gave me, um, I wasn't realizing how much I cost as a teenager. And so my parents gave me a lump sum every month. And at the time, it seemed huge, you know, because I was young and poor. And um, (laughs) they say, here's your money. Do whatever you want with it. But don't forget, you've got to pay your school lunch. You've got to pay your dance bill. You've got to pay your soccer bill. Mm -hmm. You've got to pay, you know, all these different things. And, I, you know, I had a checkbook and they made me write it all down. I'm like, oh, shoot. That's how much I, I cost. And I, I, I'll never forget, I was thinking, do I like dance enough to continue to pay this? Or would I rather pocket the money? Mm-hmm. My parents were like, first of all, that's not how it works. You don't get to pocket the money. <laughs> it's not yours. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but just trying to make me realize how much I cost. Yeah. And so, because I was just left and right, you know, can I have $20 here, $20 there? And that was kind of a shock to my system, um, which was good for me totally. at the time. <laughs> Totally, yeah, and, and it, it, if if I'm hearing you both, regardless of background or grandpa or, or whatever, the the awareness, the honest conversations that when it's not discussed and there's no plan and there's kind of this quiet, hidden like fear or anxiety about it, um, the good stuff doesn't fester there. No. Yeah. Uh, the good stuff grows in this honest, open conversations and these these collaboration collaborative conversations with all involved. Well, Absolutely. teaching your kids money is a tool. It is not meant to make you miserable and have a horrible budget. Mm. Budgets are good. Mm. Um, any stage of life, you need a budget. My last question is, we've talked a lot about the parent view and we're, we're transitioning into the children, the child view. We have a, uh, we have five kids. And so they're all, what, what is so striking is same household, roughly the same values this whole time, uh, roughly the same practices and how wildly different the five of them Absolutely. are. Yes. And we have a couple like squirrels who will like save all their money for lots of, for nothing. They just like continue to like stock their money away. Um, and then we have a couple that, that if you, if they make a dollar, the dollar 
eight is gone. <laughs> like, it's just like, wait, you, it all evaporated. And so how do you coach the, the parenting side of this to encourage the individual children and their uh, perspectives and how wildly different they are? I, I'm still a believer. Uh, well, uh, I'm a huge believer in, in, in leading by example. So, you know, as long as there's those conversations going on, you're able to, to share a little bit about your own budgeting practices. You know, eventually, hopefully, those that don't budget will catch on. Um, I'm in the same situation. I only have two, but they are just polar <laughs> opposites in the way that yeah. they deal with money. I mean, uh, my son is is one that we're, we're actually encouraging him to, like, it's okay to spend it. Like, you know, you should really, like, be enjoying college a little bit. And <laughs> you shouldn't be quite so hesitant to spend a little bit here and there. Um, and, and so it's okay to go to Shakespeare's it's okay to <laughs> grab it. Yeah. Please, you know, in, enjoy life a little bit. Right. Like it's not supposed to be miserable. As long as you've got a budget and you mm. know where the money's going, mm. you're in, you're in control and in charge of it. Mm. And it's quite the same convert. It is the same conversation with the daughter that spends much more wildly, um, that, <laughs> you know, Hey, where did the money go? Well, that's why you have a budget. And that's why, again, you know, you, if you've got that plan and you're, you're paying attention to it, then you, you can decide for yourself, did I spend it where I wanted to? But the real co- complicated piece is you still got to let them learn. And there's, that's right. there's pain in that. And there can be, you know, opportunities, but, but at the, at the end of the day, even with, with a 17 year old, I'm pretty hands off on my approach anymore of, you know, okay, you don't have any money and you can't afford your car next month. Well, I guess I'll pay for it, but it's going to sit in the driveway. Mm. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like The it, keys will be in my office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you can pay for it the next month, I guess you'll drive it again. But, you know, I mean, that's that's hard, and mm. it may even sound harsh to some, but those those are the realities. Like, if mm. you can't pay for things, you don't you don't have them. Well, and I think having a mentor at any age is helpful. So, for example, I always, even in college when I had money questions, I was so thankful I had mm. I had my mom to call because sometimes I wouldn't know, is, is this a bad decision? Is it a good decision? And have someone to talk to. So is it a parent? Is mm. it a, a good friend you trust? Because, you know, at this point I have a neighbor that we have similar values. And so we'll bounce ideas back back and forth. You know, do, do you think that's a good idea? Even if it's not about money, is it about kids? Having someone that's kind of got in-line values. Um, a financial advisor is really good with the money questions because we've seen all different you know, ideas and ways things can happen. And so having someone that you can consult at a healthy level and figuring out what's right for you and then finding compromise. So leading by example, like you said, is I think of, you know, my husband and I, he tended to be more of a spender. I was more of a saver. And so we had a conversation. He kind of brought it out of me is it's okay to have fun and enjoy life (laughs) and vice versa. I kind of instilled in him, okay, what are the long-term things? So we kind of met in the middle and have a plan. And you can see when we look at our budget, we've got vacation on our budget. We've got fun things on our budget along with, Retirement practical. savings yeah. and yeah, very practical. Right. So it's a blend of both. It's it's hard to find, but you get there. And Trial I'll, and error. I'll, I'll put a plug in. I'm glad to meet with teenagers. Hmm. Um, so those those basics of budgeting and savings and and doing those things and figuring that out. Um, let let any of our our coaches know, and we're glad to step in and do that. I and so same here. Some of the most exciting. Um, I don't meet with teens as much, but um, younger individuals to me is so exciting because when I pull up a chart and show them, hey, if you only save a hundred dollars a month, but you start at twenty one, I mean, you are set up for success. Depending on That's obviously right. what you, what you want, but starting early and it's those are some of my favorite meetings to have because they're they're so exciting and i'm sure they get sick of me looking at them and i'm like you don't realize the difference you're making it's you know you're you're five steps ahead 20 steps ahead of most of us Mm -hmm. ryan we've talked 
in passing, we've used these acronyms, HSA, FSA. What do those mean? Well, I'm not an HR benefits expert, but at least in, in experience. Um, so uh, an FSA is a flex spending account, um, and an HSA is a health savings account. Flexible savings accounts are, are intended to be flexible, but they do have some, some more regulations typically. A health savings account usually comes along with something like a high deductible health plan in which you're able to, to set money aside. They both have some tax advantages, so visiting, I think, is, is important with your HR, your benefits person in your workplace. Um, you can do more research, of course, online and find out all of those things. But they can be a real benefit to you um, as, you're, as you're trying to figure out how you're going to, to help pay for any of your, your health costs, especially when you're adding to a family and multiplying that you know, in, in big numbers. Okay, y'all have covered a lot of ground, and I'm grateful for your shared wisdom, as always. Um, as members go back to their day, how, what are three kind of core main takeaways we want to send them with? I would say the first, um, if you can plan before the next step. So planning before kids, um, figuring out how are kids going to come into your life? Are they going to be younger, older? Are we going to have them ourselves? Are we going to adopt? And then figuring out what do we think the costs are next? So is it childbirth? Is it fertility treatment? Whatever the case may be, and preparing. And then even this planning will evolve. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after you have your kids, and even if you can do it before, um, I started an investment account for my daughter before I even had her. Um, you know, what are our long term goals? What are, our, you know, moderate term goals? So, you know, in five years versus seven versus mm-hmm. 10, thinking about all the wishes and dreams we had for her and kind of negotiating between the two of us, you know, how much are we going to send to each account? And making sure, of course, you have a budget that way and, and yeah. as a part of that preparation to know actually how much money you can reasonably, responsibly devote mm-hmm. towards some of those long-term goals and making sure that, you know, you're not overextending or under underperforming that way either is, mm-hmm. is, I think, a good way to be prepared. Right. That's great. How about a second one, Ryan? You know, I, I think it, it's really interesting to, to figure out how you're going to be transparent with your kids, mm-hmm. how you're going to help um, you know, as you grow this family, how you're going to, to help uh, the, the next generation um, figure out how to be financially responsible, um, hopefully learning, learning, you know, more from, from your, your, the ways that you, you've done things positively than from your mistakes. Um, although, you know, there's a lot of learning to be said, you know, from, hey, I, I messed this up and I want you to know about it. Um, the more you can possibly, you know, be transparent again, you know, I think that that is, is a good thing for, for youth. Um, there's, there's lots of opportunities that way too, you know, for you to start exploring ways when, as, as, as your, your children get to be teenagers, um, handing off a lot of that responsibility, um, you know, talking specifically even about just a little bit of product, you know, a student checking account. Um, I think both of my kids, 12 or 13, I went ahead and, and had them have a, have, had their own checking account. They had their own debit card. They thought that was really cool in middle school to, <laughs> yeah. to be able to, you know, go out with their friends and actually be able to pay for things. And, and there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And it's a good time, again, if you're going to make a mistake mm-hmm. or you're going to be challenged with anything, those are the times to, to try to do that. Um, my son that's, uh, you know, that's 20, um, I've got a student uh, a, a starter card, a starter credit, one of our starter credit cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the max balance is, a, is $500. Mm-hmm. 
So like you really can't get yourself in too much trouble with $500. Mm-hmm. But in the process, you know, and I just told him, put your gas on it, pay it off every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time he graduates from college, he's going to have a credit score and it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that way, you know, as most kids do, you know, you, or most college graduates, right? You run out and you want to buy your, your first new car. Um, well, okay, now you've got a credit score that's going to get you the best rate possible. Yep. That's great. I love that. Um, Taylor, bring us home. Number three. Um, number three, I would say, is money is a tool. So kind of next steps after all this would be putting a plan together. And this plan is going to be something, when I work with my clients, we're talking about every year, sometimes multiple times a year. And it's going to be adjusted in many different directions as your priorities change and you add to your family. Um, but once you establish your goals and you've planned it out, we're going to talk about the different types of accounts and how to get there. Because an individual will come into my office and they'll think, oh, the only way to save is through a college fund. No, there's many different ways. So we may incorporate a college fund. There's other type of investment accounts that can be used for children or um, different goals. So is it a wedding that's really important? Is it college that's really important? Is it a first home that's really important? Whatever the case may be we can talk about strategies and opportunities to put that plan together. And like I said, you know, you develop a plan, you're not you're not stuck with it. Your plan will change a thousand different times. And what I would want to hammer home, home is that it's a tool. Budget, a plan, anything like that is not meant to control That's right. you. That's right. If yeah. you can plan ahead, you know, you get to a cost of a wedding. I, you know, I don't even know how much they cost <laughs> right now, but I'm, <laughs> I, I think of the couple I'm planning with, they're, they're talking about a really expensive one. Mm. And if you plan 20 years in advance, even if you can't cover the entire cost, it's a huge help versus, you know, your child gets engaged and in a year they want to get married and they need X amount of dollars. Mm. That can be a shock to your system. How are we going to do this? You're avoiding potentially taking out debt by planning ahead of time. And like I said, it's not one, you're not sending all your money to one place. You can have a wedding fund, you can have a future house fund, you can have a college fund, and it can feel overwhelming. But once you get everything automated and it's all going to the type of account you want, it's, you know, it can be refreshing that I I know I'm planning for those goals. My goals can change, but I'm sending them all to different places. You don't have to pick one thing. That's awesome. You guys were great. I really appreciate you sharing with us and sharing your experience and your wisdom and your expertise. Um, And all of our listeners out there, thanks for tuning in again to the Community Conversation presented by Community America. Have a great day. Investment and insurance products, including annuities, are not deposits, are not NCUA or otherwise federally insured, are not obligations of or guaranteed by the credit union, and may lose value. 